Welcome to Biblical Foundations, a podcast of the Center for Biblical Studies at Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. I'm your co-host, Quinn Mosier, along with Dr. Andreas Kostenberger. Join us as we discuss issues in biblical scholarship for the church. Well, thank you for joining us today at the Biblical Foundations podcast. Today, we come to the end of our series, Walking Through John's Gospel. As you know from previous podcasts, these episodes came from a series of lectures given at the For the Church workshop at Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. To date, Dr. Kostenberger has covered John chapters 1 through 9, and he's planning to cover chapters 10 and following in future workshops. Additionally, the Biblical Foundations podcast will be taking a break over the holiday season, but we plan to release new episodes beginning in mid to late January. So for now, we close our series in the Gospel of John with one of the most beloved healings in John's Gospel, the healing of the man born blind. In this story, we see the compassion of Jesus on a blind man and the courage of that man to lose all for the sake of Christ. So listen in now to episode 59, The Healing of a Blind Man. Anyway, so then moving on to uh, chapter 9 and the healing of the man born blind briefly. There's this beautiful symmetry in John's gospel. It begins with a prologue, ends with an epilogue. In between, you have the story of Jesus in those two equal halves that are often called, you know, the book of signs and the book of glory or, or the book of exaltation, chapters, you know, 1 to 12 and then uh, 13 through uh, 20. And then within that first half, the book of signs you have, as we've seen, the Cana cycle, chapters 2 to 4, and then the festival cycles in chapters 5 through 10. Talked a little bit with the president earlier. He said, well, what about chapter 11 and 12? Well, you have to wait till next time. Uh, In any case, uh, in each cycle, again, beautiful symmetry, uh, Jesus performs three signs, right? Three in the Cana cycle, beginning, middle, and end. Three in the festival cycle, uh, beginning, middle, and end. And so in this case now, we have the, um, the final of those um, three signs in the festival cycle. And if you're keeping track, if you're keeping count, this would now be the sixth sign. So only the, the raising of Lazarus would be left, which is obviously very, very special. Um, there's some more symmetry at work here. Just incredible uh, how carefully crafted the Johanna narrative really is. Because as I mentioned earlier, you have those representative figures of faith or unbelief. Uh, in, in the Cana cycle, it's Nicodemus and the Samaritan woman, chapters 3 and 4. And here in the festival cycle, you have the layman in chapter 5 and the uh, man born blind in chapter 9 as examples of unbelief, faith, unbelief, and faith, representative characters. Um, I admit that in the case of three and four, those are juxtaposed in back-to-back chapters. In this case, you know, they're framing the festival cycle. Okay, so John, there's a little bit of variety there, but I think it's still the same symmetry and the same idea. Also, now turning more to the comparison between five and nine, uh, which I alluded to in chapel already, uh, both healings, right, the layman and now the man born blind, take place on a Sabbath. Very interesting. Um, both are signs. Uh, so you have some similarities, but you also have some contrast. So even more striking. We've seen in the first uh, the, the chapel message that the layman is anything but, um, you know, he's certainly not grateful um, 
for uh, being healed. Uh, rather, he reports Jesus not once but twice to the authorities um, and, um, you know, blames him for, you know, breaking the Sabbath. Uh, and then Jesus warns him rather sternly not to sin anymore lest something worse happens to him. And so if that becomes some sort of foil, right, a literary foil, uh, the layman in chapter 5, uh, for the, the, the healing of the man born blind in, in chapter 9, because the two characters couldn't be more different. Um, here, chapter 9, Jesus makes immediately clear that neither the man nor his parents sinned, rather blindness was sovereignly ordained by God so that God's glory might be revealed in Jesus. Also, the responses of the two men couldn't be more different. Rather than incriminate Jesus with the authorities, as the layman had done, the blind man, who's of course no longer blind now, uh, strenuously defends Jesus against the authorities' accusations. Actually, very ironic. He turns out to be a much better theologian than the, the Pharisees and the scribes in the narrative. Um, and there's even some similarity with the Samaritan woman who starts out by calling him a prophet at first and then progresses to a deeper understanding of who Jesus truly is. He also first calls Jesus a prophet. Later, he calls himself a disciple of Jesus. And of course, the Pharisees are very, uh, you know, derogatory and even abusive and say, hey, we're disciples of Moses. You know, we don't even know where Jesus came from. He's probably a sinner. Well, he must be a sinner or he wouldn't have told you to break the Sabbath, and so forth. Um, and so finally, he actually worships Jesus. It's incredible. as the climax of that narrative, which is the only instance of worship directed toward Jesus before, of course, Thomas's declaration of Jesus, my Lord and my God, after the resurrection in 2028. Again, the Samaritan woman is a partial parallel in that Jesus talks to her about worshiping spirit and truth. You know, but we don't actually see her falling down on her knees and worshiping Jesus like um, the man born blind does here. Again, you have uh, representative characters. Both are healed by Jesus. Uh, but still, you know, you have to trust Jesus to reap the full benefits of a particular sign. Um, and so the question then that Jesus is asking his readers, and I think is asking us today as well, is how will you and I respond to what Jesus has done for us? Will we respond in faith, like the man born blind, or the Samaritan woman in the previous cycle, or will we prove resistant to Jesus like the, the layman, or in the previous cycle, Nicodemus? Will we believe, and, or will we, will we remain in our sin? I think that's the all-important question all readers of John's Gospel will do well to ponder. And there, and only there, I agree with Rudolf Bultmann, who called the Gospel of John a Gospel of decision. I think he's exactly right. John calls us to make a decision either for or against Jesus. Okay, so finally then, uh, chapter 10, the Good Shepherd Discourse, which follows uh, almost seamlessly uh, on, on, on the healing um, in this case, what's the common ground is that uh, Jesus presents himself as the good shepherd who really cares for God's people as opposed to the, the Jewish leaders who are irresponsible and 
you know, being motivated really by, by self-interest. And again, just look at church leaders today. And just look at their tweets and look at their social media posts and try to discern if they're motivated by self-interest or for love and care for others. And again, I'm not, I mean, I'm applying that same standard to myself. Um, don't go and look at my tweets right after this. No, you should be able to. So again, I think it's, uh, it's maybe a, a, a convicting thing to think about, but I think that is really what Jesus says is the difference. Um, and so he's the good shepherd uh, drawing on Ezekiel 34 here. The whole chapter is devoted to a, a stern denunciation of Israel's shepherds in Ezekiel's day. And so Jesus is basically um, drawing on that um, passage. I wrote a whole seminar paper in my seminary days. It was later published in the Bolton of Biblical Research um, on John 10. John 10, 16 especially, there will be one sheep and one shepherd directly taken from Ezekiel. All right, so with this, we've come to the end of our study of the festival cycle. Um, again, just like in our study of the Cana cycle, we found the, the fourth evangelist to be a very careful and skillful writer who executes his game plan to perfection. His purpose in his gospel, and he shows a lot of forethought, is to set forth Jesus as the Messiah and Son of God. And toward that, that end, he's carefully selected a series of start, startling, striking messianic signs, as we've seen. Um, structured Jesus' ministry in this early ministry cycle, the Cana cycle, and then the later one, the festival cycle, with many kind of recurring motifs, as we've seen, but with escalating controversy. So the plot gradually thickens as we move closer to the passion narrative. And at the heart of it all, as John makes clear, especially through the inclusio in John 5 and 10, is Jesus' claim to be God. I think that's uh, John's great merit, that he sharpens our focus very strongly on that all-important uh, claim. Now, by being highly selective and by focusing his whole gospel on that central question of who Jesus is, John calls, as I've mentioned, each of us to a decision. Is Jesus God in the flesh as his followers came to believe, or is he a deceiver, blasphemer, and imposter, as the Jewish leaders believed? What John would have us do is follow in the footsteps and in the trajectory of the Samaritan woman and the man born blind who encountered Jesus and were profoundly impacted by him. And so I stand before you here as someone who's been profoundly impacted by Jesus in a life-changing encounter. And I know many of you had that same conversion experience. Both the Samaritan woman and the man born blind made that journey from recognizing Jesus initially as a prophet to becoming his disciple, evangelist, and worshiper. And this is also the journey on which you and I should embark. So thank you very much for joining me on this journey, which continues, and may God bless you as you serve him and join him on his mission. 
Thank you for joining us today at Biblical Foundations. For more information, please visit the Center for Biblical Studies at Midwestern at cbs.mbts.edu. For further resources, also visit biblicalfoundations.org. Join us again next time at the Biblical Foundations Podcast.